This is To The West and Back, a podcast that explores and unpacks the stories of passionate creatives who inspire us. We'll feature artists, photographers, filmmakers, musicians, writers, and just all around cool people. Everyone's got a cool journey that we can learn from, and it's our goal to provide a platform for them to share their experiences. Follow us on our journey as we talk to those who influence and inspire us with their endeavors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode two of season two. I am super excited for today's episode. Oh, my God. Me too. We have our first... Well, okay. You were our first guest. Yes, the first guest. I interviewed you on episode one, but now we have our first non-host guest, and we are so pumped. Uh, Rachel McMillan, she's a teacher. She is a photographer. She is just a really cool person, and she has nice hair. I have known her for so long. We actually went to middle school together, um, and reconnected a few years ago as fellow creatives and she is here to tell us all about her journey of i don't even know all the things rachel welcome thank you nick oh my gosh hi guys i'm so excited i'm here today oh we're so excited (laughs) i'm so excited too it's gonna be so fun i think we picked a great first real guest i agree i'm honored you asked me <laughs> this is just going to be a show where we just shower each other with compliments. <laughs> yeah, just, just <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Just goes back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get to it. Rachel, yeah. who are you? What do you do? Just give us a, give us a brief summary. Your, uh, give us your abstract. My abstract? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, my name is Rachel Marie McMillan, for being more specific. Um, I am, I go by teacher, photographer, traveler. Um, Nick's the last bit as of 2020, for to some mm, extent. Mm. Um, yeah, I uh, teach right now. I teach seventh grade reading and eighth grade writing. Um, we only go in two days a week. That Well, I teach them two days a week. So I only teach two lessons a week, which is weird. Mm. Um, and then when I'm not teaching, I am at home hunched over on my laptop, as my roommates would see. <laughs> I'm like bundled up in sweaters because it's February. Um, and I'm working on um, just becoming a better wedding photographer right now. Yeah. So hold on. You didn't say much about the wedding photography. That's like a big part of what you do. Yeah. Well, and it's it, it's like... um. It's kind of off season right now because mm-hmm. it's it's winter. I'm more so. I just published um, my first, well, second ever website uh, like two weeks ago, um, and so I'm gearing up to do some this summer, both on my own and then some. I'm doing a lot of second photographing this year as well, mm-hmm. with a lot of COVID reschedules. Um, I'm an associate photographer as well for a, a photographer that lives in Colorado, but she still has clients in Illinois. Um, and so like right now, like my biggest goal for this next year is to come up with like a, a well done wedding workflow, mm-hmm. um, which for creatives or people who are not is, um, a really nice to do list of what needs to get done at certain times. So that's, that's where I am with the wedding stuff right yeah, now. That's really nice. That is really cool. Yeah. I think it's cool that you're a teacher too. And you kind of balance the photography and <laughs> teaching. You said, yeah. wait, I'm sorry. You, you, you said balance. <laughs> <laughs> that's so I, a, that's a guess, fun word. Yeah. That's like one of our big topics of today. So I guess we can kind of just jump right into that almost, I think. Um, but yeah, I, do you have any advice for people, you know, like with like creating a balance or like, what do you think that, that looks like? Um, 
balance is something that I've gotten better at, uh, especially since my first year of teaching, but I um, am still getting better. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with AJR, but there's mm, that yes. one song they do um, called Come Hang Out. And the chorus is uh, come hang out because you're because you're out of your mind. You're working so damn hard. You forgot what you like. Um, and I when I think back at my first and second year of teaching um, and photography, that's that's what it was, was I was working so much. Um, I would actually stayed at school until I'm kicking myself for this, like six to seven o'clock, mm -hmm. like in, in like a town that was like 35 minutes away from where I lived. Mm, yeah. Um, so I, I didn't really have a balance because I was at school like for 12 hours and then I would like maybe go to the gym or then I would go home and I would sit down on my laptop and work <laughs> for hours on editing or other things. Um, and so what's helped me with balance is like leaving work where it should be in certain places. So mm -hmm. my teaching stuff now for the most part stays at school, um, which I was told that when I was in college was like, leave your school stuff at school. Like, don't bring that home with you. We all do whenever we start out. Um, and then just making time to, okay, so like a maybe for a few hours, I'll do teaching stuff. Like Mondays right now are like my like school days mm -hmm. because we don't have students in person. So I've dedicated that as like, today's the day you're going to not do photography. You're like going to do all the things you need to do for teaching. And then there might be some nights where I dedicate that to the business side of photography. But then I also am working on taking time to be like one night a week, you don't do either of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you actually hang out with your roommates or like you go see like your parents, um, you go on a walk. Um, so scheduling time and like maybe making different to-do lists. I don't know about you guys, but I make different to-do lists based on what like part of my life needs to be done. Like I have a, I have a school one and then I have like a personal photography one that every week I'll write down what I want to get done and then I'll highlight when I, when I accomplish it. It's like a cha-ching. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then whatever I don't get done, I put on, I like reassess like every Sunday and I write down what I want to get done that next week. So if anything is not highlighted, I just move it over. Mm -hmm. um, or I'm like, maybe this isn't necessary. Like right now I can wait, but yeah. I still have record of like, oh, I wanted to get this done at some point. Yeah. yeah I like that. Yeah. That's a good tip. I want to go back to the first two years out of college. Uh -huh. Um, for, I mean, I know a lot of teachers and that's always a really hard time. Like when you first start teaching full time and you were already a photographer before you started teaching, right? Yeah. Um, so was there a, uh, a point, I want to say something more positive than like a breaking point, like a growth point. Mm -hmm. Was there anything, was there any one moment where you were like, okay, something has to change here because I'm just working myself to death. Um, I think, uh, well, COVID for sure, mm -hmm. because, um, I don't, I'm trying to think back. I, I know that in March of 2019 was when I went to my first ever photography like workshop mm -hmm. and that inspired me to like actually put in work to get stuff done before I was just kind of like, flailing around like I think I like this like do I actually call myself a photographer which is just ridiculous yes um, it is <laughs> yeah, yeah we all go through that but. hold on hold on Rachel you are <laughs> such a good photographer yeah your photos Stop. are epic They're I know hold so on no, that was like again that was that was like 2019 okay 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 good, we're good, like good, good, we good. have we, we have progressed we have grown I am a photographer so 2019 I went to my first ever photography workshop and that really pushed me to 
like gave me a clear vision on what to do to become a better photographer, both mm-hmm. like technically and like on the business side. Um, and so then 2019 was like building up to that point. And then, um, 2020 hit and, you know, I didn't go into school anymore. Like all of mm-hmm. a sudden there was just this break and I like immersed myself in education as mm-hmm. much as I could have, like, especially like photographers were trying really hard cause everything was canceled. Mm-hmm. They were offering really awesome, um, like webinars or classes, And so I took some time to kind of dive down because it also takes you a while to find out like your brand Mm -hmm. with whatever business you're going into. And yes, everyone, not everyone, a lot of people can do wedding photography, but what actually makes you different and what is your why behind that? Mm -hmm. And so finding that time to slow down and educate, but also be really creative during a time where everything was kind of sucky, um, kind of showed me that I needed to slow down to take care of those things whenever the world would eventually kick back up. Mm -hmm. I like that. Thank you. I like that too. (laughs) What is your why for wedding photography? Um, I think that everyone's story is super important. Um, and, um, the emotions that happen on a wedding day, whether they are like super visible or they're not, um, are still there. Um, you have a lot of people normally coming from a lot of different places, but you also have like the, like two people that are going to be there for each other for for the rest of their life. And you are involving their, their loved ones. Um, and so taking the, the, the time to acknowledge that as the wedding photographer and see the beauty in those moments, whether you can visibly see those emotions or, you know, that people still have them, even though you don't see them, because that's the other thing too. There are photos I've taken that, someone has been like, oh my gosh, I love this photo. And they tell me why it's Mm -hmm. because they were afraid their mom was going to see their like tattoo, like on their rib cage while Mm -hmm. putting on the dress. I had no clue. That's why she made this face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, and so just being, having a passion for people, um, to, to like be there for them and to help them, uh, like capture, solidify those emotions from that day and then giving that to them so they can hold on to and it not being like, bad photos it's mm-hmm. like really important oh i love that yes That's awesome yeah i feel like some people just do it because they're like oh this is like an easy way to make money but it seems like you really is love it? it is it i, I, I <laughs> was yeah. about to yeah, say it's, it's, it's really it's not anymore not, but <laughs> I, think people, I think some people get into it thinking that it might be easy you know mm-hmm. what i mean because there's mm-hmm. like a, a clear clientele of like you, you know who you can book and that yeah. kind of thing but yeah i think once you get into it you're like wow there's a lot more here yeah, yeah i love that reason i, I keep uncovering more and more and i'm like oh wow yeah. yeah and then there's this and this yeah. And there is definitely a difference between, I mean, it, it can be an easy way to make money if you are charging $300 to photograph yeah, a wedding, true. but you get what you pay for. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so there's a clear difference in the experience that you get between a really cheap photographer and someone at more of a premium price point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you have definitely worked your way up that ladder as any wedding photographer who is professional does. Um, so yeah, props to you. Thanks. I've um, had a lot of help. You being one of them. <gasps> Me? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I just, I'm so thankful for like all that time that, and you did not need me there. Like I was just an extra <laughs> <laughs> um, during those weddings. But like looking back, I like really think like framework for like what I am now. That is crazy. So just to give some background, Rachel um, was an associate photographer with me when I shot weddings, um, only for a couple of years, I didn't think <laughs> like, 
looking back, I'm like, oh my God, you probably shouldn't have been responsible for like helping to mold people. (laughs) 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 But I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. That makes me feel good. Well, and specifically, so we had done, I don't even know how many it was that Mm -hmm. fall, but then my cousin was getting married in San Diego and they had like their friend was going to take their wedding photos. Mm -hmm. She was an interior designer. Um, and, but they like knew that I was coming and they were like, oh, like we know that you've been doing weddings like, you know, recently. So we'd love to have you just do like a little bit, just like for fun, do like mm. whatever. And having that freedom and after being with you for like three to four weddings mm. and knowing what was going to happen and knowing like what to do, though, I need to show you those wedding photos. I still love them. <laughs> and they're now almost, they're almost five years old now. Oh, wow. And that really gave me the confidence to be like, oh, like. I love this. I love the stories. I love these people. Uh, those are those are some of my favorite wedding mm-hmm. images, like of all time. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I want to see those. I think all three of us agree that um, capturing stories is probably the best part. It's so being cool. a wedding photographer. Yeah. Also, I <laughs> had never. I'll say it again. I should not have been teaching anyone. I never shadowed a wedding photographer or anything. Andrew and I just like went for it. And That's uh awesome. I'm <laughs> glad it glad it worked out because yeah, people like, really trusted us. I feel like framework definitely inspired me too. I mean, I we only shot like two weddings together, but I think this it was is insane. Yeah, you this guys. is like just like a. I mean, for real though. I mean, it was like, oh wow, like Nick's doing this. Like this is a cool like route that I could go down. You know Hold on, I mean? you so, have a bigger like a way yeah, much have, bigger influence than you realize, and I'm gonna try and blow your ego up because you are seriously <laughs> incredible. Yes, you are. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's oh my god. No, this is not. No, this isn't what we're doing. No. <laughs> yeah, Nick's like, yeah, you know, this is a good podcast. I like also, that. because of my influence, I will be accepting royalty checks from both of you (laughs) got it (laughs) on all your weddings that you photograph from now on so you talked about learning a lot Mm -hmm. along the way which you have and it shows that you've grown um there has also been this what i consider to be like a peak not a peak no you haven't reached the peak yet i hope not (laughs) i'm going down from there uh, Just a a growth in your confidence level. You're all over Instagram. You set up your camera and you just dance and have a great time. So what, like, did you feel that change in you or was it something that was intentional? Did you just like come to that? Was there a mindset shift or did it just kind of happen? I think it was a lot of things. I always love dancing in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like anyone else does that, but like, I love it. Um, and doing it in front of your phone is like the same thing. I don't know. I remember like there are a few pivotal moments throughout like the end of my college career where I realized you should have way more confidence in yourself than you mm-hmm. give credit to. Um, and I think like me acknowledging that and being like, people see you for someone who is really cool. Like you, you are, Um, so just believe it. And then I don't know, just showing up on Instagram, like it didn't help, but I don't know. I just like people want authentic people. Like Mm -hmm. we're tired of like, I'm tired of, of like fakeness, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I think just showing up and being honest with people, whether that's in person or, or on Instagram or social media is something that we all crave and want. So why not give that? Because that's what, you know, that's what matters more than 
anything else. Yeah. It's paying yeah. off too. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I love it. I, I love watching your stories. <laughs> I haven't danced in a while. Maybe I should do that today. I think you should. Heck yeah. Well, and also too, I danced a lot in my old, so I danced, I started dancing in my old classroom because I was sad. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. T- let's unpack that. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, you know, um, this, uh, blah, blah, blah. It, you know, I'm like starting a new career. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's hard. I have a long drive. Um, I don't know. I like, I went through like a breakup and mm-hmm. I cared a, lo- a lot about that person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what am I going to do to make myself feel better? You know, I'm, I'm just going to like dance it out and mm-hmm. like make playlists that make me happy. And I don't know, not fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. but like, it's kind of like the like dress for the job you want type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you are, if you do things mm-hmm. like that, you will you get of, happier. Yeah. You just yeah. Like manifest it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Manifesting. It's like, you know, like I, I will be better when, okay, but the when isn't going to happen mm-hmm. unless you start doing it that now. Mm-hmm. And so I could keep telling myself, oh, you know, like I'll be, I'll be happier when, or I'll be more successful when this happens, Mm -hmm. but I need to like start doing things right now to Mm -hmm. make that happen. Whether that's dancing on my Instagram stories or, or asking people questions, having dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we've only met like once or twice, but I feel like I know you through your Instagram account, like all the cool stuff you post. So I think that's cool. Like being vulnerable on Instagram and that kind of thing and like actually telling your story. So Mm -hmm. I love it. The other thing too, is that, um, it's funny to see how like you can, like we can fake not like not that I fake confidence but how like other people can I'm not saying this the way I thought about it last night when I was going to bed <laughs> um <laughs> um we can all be like we all have the power to be confident we just have to choose when that time is mm-hmm. we all do and it can be fake confidence which only you know or there's the real confidence that you're proud of, of like yourself even if to other people it may, it may not seem like mm-hmm. you are successful if that makes sense yeah. I don't know yeah I like it. Well, that kind of goes into the next thing. You made a post recently on Instagram um, about a dare you to move. And I dare I, you to move. Yes. That is like <laughs> one of my all time favorite bands. They're so good. I actually so saw them, I saw them like 2014 and the lead singer came out like right behind us and the, <gasps> the crowd was just like hanging out and giving everybody high fives. That's rad. It was sweet. But um, that going back to that post, you know, that was about like kind of getting out of your comfort zone, which is that. So like what advice do you have for people to get out of their comfort zone and get over that like, initial fear of it? Because I think I still go through it too. Like I don't like really do much on Instagram as far as like talking to my stories and that kind of thing. So how do you recommend people get over that initial fear? Um, I can't take credit for this. I'll give it to um, I'm in this Facebook group called Cultivate. And someone went through and talked about how you have to write down your limiting mindsets. So like write down like what you are afraid of. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you're afraid of booking 10 weddings. Okay, why? It's because I'm not organized enough. Or maybe because I'm just worried at how I'm gonna spend my time. Or maybe you're afraid to book that because you don't believe that you're capable enough of it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So part of part of doing things that that scare you is like writing down what those lies are and then confronting it and figuring, okay, um, if I, if I want to do this, what is stopping me? And then finding that way to get around that roadblock. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's what I recommend. I literally like right before the new year, I was having a lot of imposter syndrome and I mm-hmm. just wrote down all these things that I believed were lies and then was like, no, like 
if like you want to do the like the these big plans, you have to put away the stuff that that like scares you, mm-hmm. but then confront the thing that does scare you. If that makes sense. Yeah, I like it. I love this podcast. I feel like I learned so many good things. I was <laughs> gonna say I have already said it, but I'll say it again. We picked a great first real guest. Heck yeah, this is like gonna be tough to live up to. Just kidding. We have some great guests on the way. Also, I'm so pumped for them. <laughs> um, so one of the things that you have been more open about recently. Um, is being single. Yeah. Yes. I like that. Single ladies, single ladies. Single ladies. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something that takes a lot of, um, I don't know if it's quite, you know, getting out of your comfort zone to be able to talk about or what. Cause I know, I mean, it has been a while, like you said, but I feel like that's something that you just recently really started getting into publicly Mm-hmm. Like on your Instagram, social so media right. and everything. You're so, so, right. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do to, you know, not even just to get out of that comfort zone, but to be comfortable enough with yourself to be able to, you know, you've come to that truth and you became ready to share it with other people? Well, the first step was um, acknowledgement and not denial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know, I also kind of like attribute that to my roommates. Cause I, I live with two amazing roommates, Allison and Katie, and we're like, we're, we're all single. So we mm-hmm. talk about being single. Um, and I was listening to other people. And like, when you're talking about like caring for other people, I realized that there's a lot of other people out there like me mm-hmm. that like, we all have these same thoughts and you know, um, it's important to acknowledge that they're not the only ones going through that too. Mm-hmm. And so if I can share my own experiences and speak that to other people, um, because like that's been the best part about posting about it is like, people are like, oh my gosh, like I needed this. And I'm like, yeah, I needed this too. That's yeah. why I like spoke it. Cause of like, like what you read online is what I have to tell myself mm-hmm. or something that I've learned recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been better in terms of like, why I've spoken up because I realized that um, even though I am a wedding photographer and a couple's right. <laughs> photographer, like, yeah. you know, um, like us single people are important too, you know? Right. Not yeah. That, I, I feel can. like that is a refreshing thing to hear from a wedding photographer. Yeah. Which was also a weird thing I've been thinking about recently was I didn't know if I should like acknowledge that because like I photograph people in love. Yeah. Like why should I like like, do I even have the the right to photograph weddings if I'm someone who's not with someone? But that's mm-hmm. that's bull. Um, yeah. Because like, you know, it's it's not about if I'm in the same place as the people I'm photographing. It's mm-hmm. am I am I talented enough and do I understand what needs to be done to make their experience great? Mm-hmm. Not my own relationship status. That doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Dang. Dang. Rachel. <laughs> God, this is awesome. <laughs> After every single answer, I'm just going to... I'm just like, wow. <laughs> just like, take a break. We got to take I'm a moment. I'm just going to melt. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so let's what? go back to... Um, let's go back to photography. Like, when's the yeah. first time that you remember, like, you know, picking up a camera and taking a photo and being like, this is like, I love this. Like, what was that moment or was it kind of over a period of time? And what did that look like? There was none. Um, because ever since I was a child, like, my dad, we, like, pulled out this footage from when I was when I was a kid. And I was like five and I wanted to be either in front of the camera talking to the, to the camcorder or I wanted to hold it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was Christmas. I like wanted to do it. My dad got me my first camera when I was in middle school. It was this pink little point and shoot. And then I just, I'm honestly going to blame Facebook mm. because 
Um, fun fact, Shago, there's a lot of great pictures of Nick in middle school as courtesy of me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I'll have to go check oh, those out. No, Rachel. <laughs> oh, Rachel. Oh, my God. I think these I've seen are, some of those. These are coming back to me, <laughs> and I don't. Um, oh, oh, I just, man. I just loved photographing anything, whether it was, like, what we were doing. Like, like no one had to pose for anything. If something was happening, I was there. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of embarrassed by it still a little. I'm not embarrassed. I'm just like, why did I? Like, <laughs> like we had this, like, last day of school. I guess. This is what I knew. And there's, you know? there's like, a hundred pictures we were there outside franklin for like an hour and a half (laughs) and i have just random pictures of all these people and you know like a lot of them too and we're just all hanging out and i just really wanted to document people and then just over i just i always had one i open like my grandpa my grandpa actually is a photographer and i sometimes forget that but he used to do weddings on film um and so when I would go visit him, he had like a nicer like DSLR, mm-hmm. like, hey, grandpa, can I can I borrow your camera? And I'd run outside and I'd go photograph different things. And um, so there's not there wasn't ever a starting point. It just was a thing mm-hmm. always for me. Also traveling, right? You yeah. went you went. Well, I guess that was later. Right. Well, but I also but. blame my parents for that, too. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing too. They like, they made a habit when I was younger, um, they would like save up money every year so we could go do something little. And it was usually like a road trip somewhere. Um, but yeah, going abroad in 2016 was Mm -hmm. a really, really big step for me. And also a part of my photography journey, because that was the one time in my life that there was a lot of stuff happening or then a little bit, but I had like all of this time to edit and Mm. I, and I had figured out how to edit well, And so I just like documented everything. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. My photography has always been documentation. Mm -hmm. Like always. That's just been the theme of it. Mm -hmm. Dang. I love it. I love it too. (laughs) I was going to talk about like maybe some traveling stuff, you know, like some of the favorite places you've been or like the lessons you've learned from traveling. Lessons I've learned from traveling. You've been a lot of places. I have been a lot of places. Um, One of the things that I do love about traveling is going to see people or like traveling with other people. Well, pros and cons of that. So I I do like traveling alone at some points, but it's a lot more fun when you can like experience something with someone. And then you're like, hey, remember that one time we did this? Mm -hmm. Like the one time we went to Florida and we were in that car (laughs) for too long. That That was a long drive, you know, (laughs) Um, just like creating those experiences with people. So I love going somewhere where I know that like friends or family live one, it's also cheaper. Love mm-hmm. y'all. Sure. Um, where I can like stay there and then we can just hang out. And then if we want to go do things, we can. They're like an expert within the area. Um, I get to like see people more that way through traveling. Yeah, that's cool making those memories. Like I just went to see Wes in Montana and we just got to, you know, just like talk and hang out. Yeah. And some morning, like we just kind of like sit there and, you know, you like watch the blues game one night and just, you know, talking and drinking some beers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I just love that kind of connection. Like yeah. where you're like, you know, you're always kind of just like focusing, and going and do like fun things. So it's cool. Wow. I need to travel. I, yeah, we should. Yeah, I, don't, Let's go on a I trip. don't do that. We have to go to the West and back and back and back. <laughs> so Rachel. Yes. You recently published a website. I did. That you worked on for? Uh, Well, actually, fun (laughs) fact, I went on Instagram and I started this like over over a year ago now, which I was like, oh, I did. So, yeah, I am. Yeah, this has been like at least a year within progress. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. Thank you. It is. I'm glad that you took a year (laughs) because it is so good. Like, I feel like we really get to know you through that website. And just like Chago was saying, 
we get to know you through your social media. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like I know some of your couples at this point. Oh, so good. Like, I love that. Cause I expect yeah. everyone to know everyone that, that, that I know when I yeah. talk to, when I talk to my roommates, I'm like, Hey, so this one friend and they're like, who are you talking about again? I'm like, you don't remember. I went to, you know, and I explained the whole backstory of them. And they're like, yeah. we don't know who you're talking about. You should know. They're my people. You're my people. Yeah. That's funny. Anyway. <laughs> so tell us about the creative process of getting that site put together. Well, um, part of the creative process, um, what really helped kick it up was when COVID hit and I had a lot of time to brainstorm about my why and about, um, my experience and like, like, again, like why I wanted to do those, Mm -hmm. those things and how, um, and I had most of that down. It's so much writing. Like mm-hmm. I wrote so much last summer. Like, yes, I did build a website, but mm-hmm. most of it was so much of like journaling about like why I do things and like where I do them and like what's my purpose behind it to then. Mm-hmm. Cause that is what sets the groundwork for to me, like a good website. You know, I mean, you can have a like great website that shows great, great pictures, you know, because mm-hmm. you can be a great photographer, but then also showing who you are takes a lot of work. And most of that work was done last summer within, and then like after like it within the fall, I did more work on that. And then I just finally compiled a lot of photography work that I had done Mm -hmm. with a good template that made things 10 times easier Mm -hmm. to then push it all out there. Yeah. Was there any kind of like emotional (laughs) journey that went with that? I mean, you worked on it for a long time. Um, anything relating back to your confidence or anything like that, you know, what stopped you from publishing it sooner? Um, I mean, pride, because, you know, we like, I feel like you and I, like, we only want to publish something if it's like really good. Like Mm -hmm. if we know that it's what it should be. And that was what I kept hearing was like, like stop waiting till your website is perfect. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely did not follow that rule by any means. Mm -hmm. And I could have published that last summer, but I think, I think it also just took, there was this this other insecurity in me that I realized last month of like, I putting a website out there made me more of a wedding photographer, Mm -hmm. which like, yes, I take on that, I, that identity, but the work behind that while being a teacher, I haven't figured that out really well yet. I'm, I'm figuring it out. Um, but then putting it out there because my mom was like, Rachel, this is great. But what if you book like a thousand weddings? What if a thousand people (laughs) want your photos? And I was like, that's not going to happen. But I was like, wait, she's right though. Yeah. (laughs) What, what am I going to do? So I think I just maybe doubted my ability to take it on more myself. And Mm. maybe that's why I didn't publish. So last fall I went through, what was it? I, I switched schools, districts, grade levels, content areas, um, within teaching. Mm -hmm. And that was like, that just kind of came out of nowhere. Like I knew that I, like, I knew that the drive to my old school was a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and then to all of a sudden have maybe a job open and then apply for like, I cried. Okay. Y'all know I cry a lot, but I have never (laughs) cried that much in so long. So then like that was just this dip of like, I was so upset for a while. So that kind of put my website on a pause because Mm -hmm. I was just, I was just sad and I was dealing with that. And like, also it was COVID. So I was teaching remotely Mm -hmm. and I couldn't see students and I'm all about people. And so I don't even get to hang out with the kids. It's just their, their new, their names on a, on a zoom screen. That's it. (laughs) Um, so, and so then And then I don't know what happened around December. I was just like, 
Oh, I also finally established the, a new preset that I that I liked mm-hmm. because I love you, Visco, but you really missed out by discontinuing your um, film presets because mm. Visco used to have Lightroom desktop presets and they were phenomenal mm. and they don't have them anymore, which is fine. You know, you can move on and have subscriptions on the app like everybody else. Yeah. Um, so then I felt more confident with a new preset and then that you uh, made yourself well or, i bought it and then i adjusted it based on the preset that visco had okay, i like yeah. changed it around it's it's um film based is what it is okay um still because i love that look and um and i like just had a lot of work and i was like you just need to like just finally put it out there you have said this people are still surprised you don't have one you just need to do it and so then i did mm-hmm. And the world is better for it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. It looks really good. I'm so, still- okay, yeah, plug it real quick. What is it? Okay, my website is Rachel Marie It's Me Photography.com. Rachel A E L. Yes. R A C H A E L. Yes. And then my middle name because I'm a teacher. Yes, true. That is a teacher <laughs> yeah. thing. Very true. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the website thing is interesting with growth too because I think I've changed mine like five times now. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like each year I kind of like change my logo or something like that, which mm-hmm. is bad. But also at the same time, I feel like I grow as a person. And I'm like, oh, I want to like have this simple like minimalist style kind of thing. So, yeah. which I think is kind of cool. But I wouldn't yeah. say it's bad. I just, I was thinking about it today on the way here. Like branding and websites are just like the writing process. Like, mm-hmm. which I finally learned in college is writing or cre- creating anything is like playing with like Play-Doh. Like you are, you are molding with it all the time. And then like you like create something and you're like, great. And you look at it for two seconds. You're like, no, I could change that. And you do. And it, it always gets better, mm-hmm. but you're just, you always have to work on it a little bit. And then it's like, it just gets better over time. I, I don't think you're wrong by changing branding stuff multiple times. If I'm wrong, then don't take my advice. Um, <laughs> but I think that's great. Cool. Yeah. This is fun to hear. Like I, this is, these are the things that I think about myself, but to hear other creatives who are like, have the exact same struggles and thoughts and journey and everything. I'm like, okay, cool. Because I mean, that's how I am. I do a ton of graphic design in my job. And that's, I feel like that's all graphic design is. It's like, I make this thing that I think is beautiful and then I stare at it for too long and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start over, I think. Mm -hmm. Or editing photos is like that. I mean, I have gone through tons of different looks over my, (laughs) oh my Lord, seven years as a photographer. Yeah. Like I, yeah, it's definitely a moving target. And I think it's cool that all three of us have photography websites because Mm -hmm. you can see the difference in our work in our personalities and in what we're trying to accomplish with our businesses through our website. Like Shago, you have a lot of stuff about your commercial work and your travel and the colors of your website really reflect Mm -hmm. the colors of your photos. And same with you, Rachel, but Oh my God, I love the colors on your website. (laughs) They're awesome. Um, And yeah, you have a ton of photos and you're a really great writer. So you have a lot of writing that really lets people get to know you. And then me, this is a, like, I know for you, technically, Rachel, mm-hmm. it's still a side hustle, but for me, it's like really, really a side hustle. Like I don't do it a lot. And so my website is very minimal, but also at the same time that reflects my style too. Mm-hmm. Like I am a super, I mean, just come to my apartment and uh, check it out. It's really cool. <laughs> uh, super minimalist, very light and bright. And I, uh, I want to see it so bad. It's so pretty. Our apartment? Yeah. 
<gasps> you should. It looks. It so, I love watching you post pictures of it. I'm like, and then your painting. Yeah. And like your office space. Oh that, my god, that's yeah. a, oh, it's like an IKEA show. Best. Yeah. It yeah it is, and I did it for so cheap too. So proud. Yeah, I should I should have like a little blog about like getting really cheap home decor. Is that something people would read? I think so. I yeah. read <laughs> There's a niche for everything, so there, I, I, yeah, I would say true. yes. <laughs> true. Very true. But I think it's cool, like we talked about like changing your, your style and everything and websites because mm-hmm. like you're always changing as a person. So I feel yeah. like if it just stayed the same all the time and you didn't no. try new things, it would just kind of get stagnant and boring yeah. and you lose your passion for it. So I yeah. think to like change things is almost like you kind of yeah. have to. We yeah. were literally made to adapt yeah. all the time. And I think that we kind of see that that's how it has to be now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I follow photographers who have not changed their style since 2010. Mm. And you can see that yep. people mm-hmm. like you two, Shago and Rachel, are definitely catching up to the success level of these people and surpassing them as photographers because you are willing to adapt and grow not only with your own taste, but also to meet other people's tastes mm-hmm. and the experience that they're looking for in a photographer. Which is the whole point, because it's about them, not us, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like you have to change, though. You have to. You you do have to. You it should. More, it makes it more fun, though, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, a, you're like, oh, now I have like a new preset or like a new style or, you mm-hmm. know, it's like now like I have to learn how to use that and like yeah. tweak things and how do I shoot that in camera to make it kind of successful yeah. in Lightroom and that kind of thing. So. And I'll say I had a uh, hiatus, I'll call it, of a couple of years where I was only doing, you know, just a few weddings a year over the last few years. And, um, when I recently redid my website, I got into my archives and dug up all of these raw files from back in the day. And it was so fun. Like you said, it's so fun to do because I got to edit them all with my new style and it just like breathed new life into mm-hmm. all these old photos. Not that old, like four years old. Okay, but, but still, that feels like a long time ago. I mean, yeah. Whenever, like yeah. when I think about those weddings, they feel like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah same. It's like a, it's another life. It feels like, but yeah, it was so fun just like looking back at those, and I'm like, oh, I get to relive this wedding day again, which is really mm-hmm. cool, and tell these people's stories, and yeah, it's just a fun time. It Dang, is a fun I time. think oh, everyone should try out being a wedding photographer. It's so <laughs> fun. Heck yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel. Yes, Nick. This has been a treat. Thank you. It really has. This has has. been so fun. I want you to like be my therapist (laughs) and also the angel on my shoulder. (laughs) Uh, But we have one more thing. We like to end every episode by talking about music that we are loving at the moment. So what is on your radar? Okay. So... Um, what I, I have this, um, lo-fi chill playlist that I play during the day when my kids are in there. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's just a really chill vibe that we get so I can have some background music. Um, that's really fun. But then I'm also kind of, I'm not as good as making play. I'm good at making playlists. I'm I'm manifesting that now. (laughs) Um, I'm making a playlist right now that's called February that just has all of these I'm trying to pick the right words. It's this like mellow indie folk playlist that has, that's like, because it's so cold and I forget how much I hate February. February actually truly is the worst. I mean, I'm excited for Valentine's day tomorrow, but like 
It's so cold. Like I'm wearing two pairs of socks. Like this is what I've come to now, which is great. Fun fact. <laughs> you will feel better when you wear two pairs of socks. I actually believe that I wear thin socks. Yeah. Um, but so I'm making a playlist cause I usually pull out some like Bonnie Vare this, mm-hmm. which I love Bonnie Vare, but I can only handle him like when I'm in a certain mood mm-hmm. and it's specifically a February mood. Mm-hmm. It has Bonnie Vare, um, Novo Amor. I think is how you say his name. Um, if you, you, you're going to cry to his music. It's really good. Oh, um, I don't know if I need that. Let's no. play it. So it's just like some good, like, but it's like, I try to not go sad, mm-hmm. sad vibes. I have another playlist that's just like sad indie folk, but that's different. Mm-hmm. This is kind of sad, but it's not. And if you, you should listen to sad music because it, we all should have souls. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> yes that's true yes yeah, that and then i love i love mutual <gasps> thank you that's my playlist <laughs> i know i know uh, i have it's been wonderful. trying to update it but there's just so much in it like i add stuff to it there's and you, a lot you in send it now. me things to add i'm so honored you put stuff in there <laughs> i do i do but it's like what 12 hours long it's yeah, like 200 it's, something songs awesome. And it's just everything that I'm loving at the moment. Just mm-hmm. very, very vibey. That, that's what I'll call it. Yeah. Yeah. But like also is like, it's like mutual, you know? Like it is. Yeah. It's so, like, it's like happy vibey <laughs> stuff, but like yes. in like a cool way. Yeah. I will say a great um, artist to listen to in February is Jake Scott. Was that what you were going to say? I, I knew you were going to say oh, that. Yeah. His yeah. music is mm-hmm. just so cozy and he has songs that are not sad mm-hmm. yeah but they're still just like oh make me feel so you need warm. to send me the like not sad stuff because i only know his sad stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like a cool nice. vibe though i like it yeah he also just did a cover of uh taylor swift all too well that yeah. is like really good i didn't even know that song until he released that oh. i love t swifty she's kind of um, like uh she's like re-recording a whole bunch of her music and she is it yeah, was good she, i listened to love story yeah. Yesterday. It was kind of weird. Like I didn't even think that I knew Taylor Swift that well. And then I heard the new recording of love story and I was like, um, this is clearly not the same as the original. Like there's just tiny, tiny little differences. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. like I can't even sing along cause I can't go. What? Yeah. No, I mean, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. I love really T-Swifty folklore. So good. But, uh, my band right now is called Valley. That's why I've been jamming a lot. They have a new song called like 1999. Mm. And it's really good. I saw them. They opened for the band Camino in Indianapolis, and they were a really cool. Live. It's like a Camino. it's like a cool vibe. It's like oh, a little wait. like pop pop rocky, like pop alternative almost. That's wait, cool. I think I know Valley. <gasps> oh yes, okay. Their song from their album "This Room Is White." Say their their song "Say" and "Swim" were my first year teacher like anthems. Like nice. I like I think "Say" was my top one of like one of my top five in 2019 shoot (gasps) i need to play it for you whenever we're done with this yes wait it sounds like since there's a uh mutual admiration for this band (laughs) perhaps they belong on my mutual violence just gotta plug it again if you guys want to follow me on spotify maybe check it out (laughs) (laughs) just a subtle plug yeah really though you should follow nick on spotify for sure (laughs) thank you yeah he has like the best playlist oh you guys Nick's going to cry over there. <laughs> I am going to cry. That, honestly, I don't even know why that is like the greatest compliment. Like people, I mean, not, I mean, yeah, that's just, yeah, it's nice. I like curating moments, you know? Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a pretty good uh, party planner. You are. And part of that oh is my gosh, the music. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you are. 
Oh, oh, you know. <laughs> you guys both know. Heck yeah. <laughs> I don't want to remember. <laughs> well, I don't. So thank you for being there to tell me about it. <laughs> well, this has been an awesome episode. Like, yeah, thank you so much, so Rachel. Good. It's been fun. I, I feel like I've learned a ton. I have some cool like things oh, to good. take back to my business and everything like that. So yeah. it's been fun. So thank you for driving down here in the snowy conditions. No problem. Yeah, it's freaking cold. It's so cold. It's very cold God. outside. Yeah, I hate it. It is. But you know what? My heart is warm. Oh, oh my man. God. <laughs> what a good day. So good. Thank you so much again, Rachel. We will have you back sometime. <gasps> awesome. Cool. Love you guys. Oh, we love you. We love you too. So Rachel, where can we find you on the socials? Social meets. I know that you guys have me under as Rachel McMillan on this podcast, which is totally cool. But as a teacher, I have, you know, the, the, the middle name. Mm-hmm. So you can find me at Rachel Marie underscore it's me. But the Rachel is R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And then I have my newly published website, hey. which is Rachel Marie. It's me photography.com. Cool. Yeah. Nice. And uh, you can check us out on Instagram at Shago Studios and at Nick Tyler Smith. And of course, as always, for more information about us as well as previews for upcoming shows or to look back at some bios of our really cool guests, visit us online at to the Thanks so much, everybody. Oh,